0: Welcome back to LiveAnimatic.com. Let's learn something new. I have a very, a very important animator here with me today. Her name is Pepe Choi. Hey, how's it going?
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: No problem. Uh, if you're new to the channel and this is the first time or the first episode you're seeing... As you can see, we are on season two, Uh, this channel and this video is made for people who are looking to get into the industry or who are already in the industry and looking to go towards what our guest does, which is she's an animator. So if we jump right into it right now, she is a contract animator uh, at PlayStation. Um, So what are some of the things that you do as a contract animator there? And how did you go about that process um, of getting into Sony and working on their projects?
1: um so we do a mocap animation over there uh, for cinematic and we basically get the uh mocap footage and then uh we have some direction of where this shot is gonna go and sometimes things will change uh of not exactly how the footage is and you have to record your own footage, and but usually we rely pretty heavy on what they gave us. And what we record is just a portion of small changes. We need to get that approved and then apply to the animation and blend that in and clean that out and make it look seamless. That's kind of like the broad stroke of what it looks like. Yeah, in each shot. That's awesome.
0: So. You're mostly working with mocap. Are you doing any, like, hand-keyed stuff at the moment there?
1: Um, mostly, is, mostly is mocap, but then uh, when there's changes like I talked about, it require a hand-key to um, put the motion in, back in. Um, but you're still, first, more portion. Um, but mostly you're trying to retain because the actors that they hire, they really like, and then there's a reason behind why they want those motion that they act out so our job is to retain that as much as possible and when our creativity comes in is usually when um, the footage is not the direction change or the footage isn't uh quite what they're looking for and just a small part of it and yeah
0: that's awesome that's pretty cool so what we normally do is we learn about where you are now and what you've been doing and now we're gonna go all the way back to I believe it was like what 2005 let me see we're going to education <laughs> 2005 oh god <laughs> you are at the Otis College of Art and Design now in 2005 is that when you knew you wanted to go into animation when you went to college did you know before you went to college you wanted to go into animation like what was your the catalyst for you of being like I want to be an artist and I want to be an animator
1: mm. so um there is a funny story the one how I started it's that it's so funny that I'm even ashamed to talk about it because... I well, you're on <laughs> microphone now, so I don't know if this is... <laughs> All right, well, I'll bring it up because it's funny. <laughs> I like to make fun of myself. Okay. Um, I didn't even know animation was called animation. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm like, I, I like this thing that I saw Toy Story and I like how it is and I want to do something like that. But I didn't know the direction of going there. And... So when I was in Otis, and actually even before that, I was actually first started in a community college. And I was like, oh, I should look for something, you know, going towards that direction. And I just kind of picked a major called art in general. And I couldn't find a major at that time, back in the decades, you know. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, I couldn't find a major called animation. And why is this so hard? And I was kind of confused of how to get there. But to start off, and I was just picking art in general so thinking that you know i'll just take a baby step of finding the right direction eventually
0: and taking art though i mean that still sounds like it's a pretty good start even though it's unconventional of what you were expecting it to be yeah um were there things that you learned in art like you're talking about like is it, was it like art history composition how to set up shots and stuff along that manner and then did that even help you up until now to what you do? Like, do you still go back to like, man, I learned these fundamentals here about just art. Mm. Does that still apply to your animation career?
1: Yeah, I think as as we get older and more responsibility, it's harder to find time to learn other things and to start off the foundation of learning everything, like which I had learned some perspective, some oil painting, some watercolor, uh, a lot of figure drawing in that, in general classes in that college um, specifically live drawing helps me a ton and um, but at that time I wouldn't know that at that time I just thought oh it's a bunch of things I don't know what I'm doing but like looking back if I have to find time to like go back and learn live drawing and keep on doing that it, it's a dedication rather than like now you have a college time to find your way yeah
0: that's awesome all right, cool, so let's go back up. So you were there for, uh, three that's and a three half years, years? yeah? yeah. Okay, uh, I think you started, did you start working? You have a very interesting, so if uh, what people can't see yet is that um, Pepe has been an animator for a long time and uh, she's been able to to maintain her career in the industry. She has, I think you have a few places where they were like full-time positions, mm-hmm. but the majority of your work has been like uh, freelance animation and then making sure that you can continue to find jobs for yourself mm-hmm. and stay current within the industry. Um, it looks like you started working right out of college, right? Yeah. So you went to the famous group. What is What was that all about? What was the famous group?
1: That was a long time ago. Um... That was doing some commercial works and some website animation. Um,
0: you mean like what we call like gifts and stuff like that, or like just videos?
1: Back then, I don't think there's gift. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, <it's>, it, well, <laughs> reveal my age. <nature. laughs> so, what what can you elaborate a little bit more yeah, on what yeah. that is?
1: Um, so, we did a Chiquita Banana website. Um, so, we the company b- rebuilt the website for the. Chiquita Banana website. And then I was hired to do some background animation with loops, um, things that like you go on the website and you see, you you hover over and then it loops around and then animation change when you uh, draw away the mouse um, and then things are playing in the background.
0: I uh, like the hover click mechanic that they had. Like if you hover over it, it does one thing. Mm-hmm. If you click, it does something else. And yeah. if you roll off yep, of it, yep. that's awesome. Yep that's awesome so you did that for mostly
1: websites we did that and then we did some dairy queen you know the mouth moving and was
0: that flash animation was that that wasn't 3d at that point right so what what were you using was that just animated in photoshop and you just had a sequence of images or
1: when my part was uh 3d like in maya oh okay mm -hmm.
0: okay that's awesome all right so it looks like, so we're going to be going back and forth. Okay. Um, so it looks like 2010. So you went to the famous group, mm. and then after the famous group, you went back to school, and uh, you went to Animation Mentor. Mm. Um, you were there for two years. Mm. For Animation Mentor, Is okay, now is this something where you like, I heard about there is a course where I can just focus on animation, or mm. how did you come about this? Did you see it, like, as an ad or something? Or?
1: um I, I heard about the school while I was in college in Otis, and some friends were taking it while taking art school, and I just couldn't, I, I didn't believe, I felt like, oh, if you're doing art school and taking another art school, felt like you've made the wrong decision of what art school you went to. And I was just like, no, like, I have to focus on my, you know, my, the college in front of me right now. And afterwards, um, when I get into the famous group, um i mean literally it was my first job so i and you were there for three years so that's pretty good yeah it was still on and off freelance um but it's still pretty long term and i felt like for me i was looking for someone to supervise me and learn from them and and i felt like there's something is missing in me even though i graduated from school and so I thought about I need to strengthen my background. And there's, since I, in this industry, you meet a lot of freelance people. And some people comes in with more experience. And the thing that they talked about, sometimes it's like the first time I heard when I was at the Famous Group. And I'm like, how come I don't know all this stuff? And I question myself, what what else do I not know? And so then I was like, I think I need to really if I have to call myself an animator, I need to know what they're talking about and I think I need to strengthen my education, that's when I went to Animation Mentor.
0: Was that a difficult decision to go back to school though because you already like started your career, you got a job right after the your first uh, mm-hmm. Otis College of Art. Did you feel like, oh, do I wanna go back to school? Or were you like, I need to do this and then you made the decision? Because I, I find it difficult to be like, okay, four more years, let me go do something for four more years. But then you, you know, in certain situations you're like, Well, I have to work, I have to support myself still. Mm-hmm. So what was that a difficult decision after three years of working to go, let me go back?
1: It was a clear decision for me because I animator is something that I really wanted to do and I hate to feel like I don't know what I was doing exactly. And I don't feel proud to call myself an animator when there's I feel like even the basic sometimes I look at the two D animation and I'm like I don't know how that it's formed and um, and I felt like there's a lot missing at that time and the clear way was like the school popped up and a lot of people talk good things about it and I was just like maybe I should do something for myself and that was the route
0: that's awesome that's pretty cool Mm. so you went there for two years you graduated of course and then you decided to go as a junior artist, but you were doing your 360 VFX. You mm-hmm. were at a VFX studio. Yeah, it was um, a small job. How did, that, how did that come about? Was that something that you found out about while you were just getting ready to finish um, the animation mentor? Or um, I guess one of the important things for people who will go down the freelance route is... How did you come about like finding this the, these opportunities that you come across? I think that's what the important thing is. Is I know a lot of people will strive and try to find freelance opportunities, but you know, how did you go about doing this right out of school, mm-hmm. um, regardless of it being four months or not? Like, right. it's an opportunity, and you were able to find it. Like, how did you go about doing that?
1: Uh, through Otis, I know a lot of people that um, are in the field, not necessarily an animator, because my major was digital media and a lot of people graduated as a generalist or a motion graphic artist and people whom I know like were not really in the animation field and at that time um I didn't know there were a difference between us and I just thought oh we're all artists and but through them I did get some contacts and um the free they, they were doing freelance at that time too a lot of my friend and they would give us give me an exchange contact and help me out and so through that I just reach out and sometimes uh friends had had a job that they couldn't take and then they will ask me if I can help out um so that is kind of how I start um there's small projects here and there that I don't even know like um it's just word of mouth um People are like hey maybe she can do it and let's try her and then if i want to take it then you know it's an opportunity for me
0: that's awesome so it sounds like open communication and uh, networking is huge mm-hmm. if you want to survive in doing freelance work or freelance animation
1: yeah yeah for sure
0: that's awesome so you were here, um, was there anything at the VFX studio that you learned that you still apply now or was that a different approach to what you just learned in doing animation? Cause you're just now coming out of animation school where I think Animation Mentor has you do like the bouncing ball, they have you do like a walk cycle and then character performances. And then it's, I think from there on it's character performances and facial animation. Mm-hmm. Um, is that similar to what you were doing at the Three uh, 360 VFX or were you doing more what you did at Otis? where it was still like Mm -hmm. website based and...
1: Actually in that studio, I didn't do too much of animation. Uh, It was more like a scanning company, like uh, starting to try to do mocap stuff and...
0: And mocap was at a different point at that time.
1: And so it was a startup studio. So they were learning and I was learning. so I, I saw all this camera that they bought, and I was like, what are all this SLR camera? Like, there's so many of them. And I think I just started to learn the basic of how things work in that industry. Um, things I did there didn't really apply at today, um, but it was more about, I think sometimes it's more about like, getting the momentum of going forward and not necessary at that moment, it will, be, it will be helpful for right now. But that momentum, the drive is pushing, and it's a habit. Uh, I cannot say every step in the way that it's something that I remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but I, I think that every step counts still that I'm moving forward
0: now with with what you did there that was back when mocap was still like the little uh, spheres on yeah, their yeah. suits right yeah um did you do anything with the process of setup or the behind the scenes were you were you there only for the shoots or did you only get the data after the shoots type of thing like because I think there are there are some things that probably would complement mm. what you're doing now because I uh, while the suits are different looking um I think the setup is very similar, other than the programs being updated, like the data, the FBX or BVH. where you are still using FBX. those? Oh, okay, was those FBXs back then. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Did you want to say something else? Yeah, <laughs> okay. No, no, I'm listening. <laughs> All right. No, that's pretty cool. Um, I remember, I remember when we were working together and. Um, you were mentioning like the, the mocap was something that you're interested in, like mm-hmm. in learning more. And it's, it's cool that you, you know, were taking shots at it earlier in your career mm-hmm. because it has changed a lot over time. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm just going to scroll back. I'm, I don't remember. Let me see. So you went to school again. So let's see, we got one more up here. So you went to in- ingenuity studios. Yeah. Is that right? All right. Great. Woo. Uh, freelance animator. um, how did that go? What were you working on there? What now? Were you finally able to put everything that you've learned in school up into that point and go? Yes, now the test—the real challenge—begins. I can start animating and show my skills and do it. An um,
1: actually, I was quite nervous when I got that job. Yeah. <laughs> um, was
0: it a big team? Were you working with like a bunch of animators, or was this a, a startup type place as well, where it was um, a few people?
1: No, it was a good size of studio, and I like everybody that I worked with. Um. But to get that job, it's also through connection. Um, so I just felt like, oh, someone recommended me here. I cannot screw this up. And but as at the same time, I was really happy. You know, I got the job, and um, I think right off the bat, they were asking me to do like something in three D Studio Max, which I wasn't too familiar of. Um, For
0: people that are watching, that may not know, like, what is three D Studio Max?
1: It's similar to Maya, it's just another 3D program that you can animate, Um, the interface is almost identical, but keys on the keyboard are a little bit different, Um, but basically it does the same thing, Um, and, but then they were very encouraged me, like, and then teach me, like, how to use it, Um, and yeah, that was, I did apply a lot of things that I learned to that project, and Mostly also because the people over there are pretty encouraging.
0: Was this uh, still games or was this like things for um, Websites or was it similar to what you worked on before or was it like just whole like fish out of water? You're like this is brand new. Mm -hmm. I I understand animation now, but what I'm working on now is like totally brand new to me
1: There were a lot of new things. Um, I think the first project I worked there was a car commercial and there was a lot of car commercial in the commercial industry, and um, I think the most difficult to start was the camera, the camera animation, because in school I don't think I did too my, many of them, and car commercial seems to require a lot of car uh, car animation and um, camera
0: stuff. That's awesome. So. You were working with like car rigs. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. were those car rigs? Would you say similar to like how what cars use the movie or like the like the animated film or is it more like uh, what we see on TV now or commercials now where like the cars driving through the road? Was that all just CG with what you worked on or was it a complement of CG and live action?
1: Uh, it's both. It, it's they sh- shot some footage of a real car, and then they have some elements of three D. Uh, like cars wouldn't usually do, <laughs>
0: like the zoom in on the tires and showing the tires treads on the road and stuff like that yeah, type of stuff.
1: Yeah, and then sometimes the door would flap on its own, like it's on the beat of the music, mm, like okay. things like that that you know, three D can do and the real car won't.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. So, from what I saw in here was after this, you went back to school again. <laughs> now you went to Anim Squad. Yeah. And I, I, I give you praise for this. This is like uh, not too many people do this. Not too many people uh, continue throughout their career to go and further their education. I mean, they may take a class here or there, but you you know you go back and you really test yourself and you make sure, hey, I know what I'm doing. So you get that foundation perk of uh, making sure that's solidified. But you also learn more tips and tricks and things you can apply. So you went back. You went to Animal Squad. This is different than animation mentor. Mm um what was that like
1: um that was a very uh self-focused class in less people um that was the first anim squad class was when they still had um in-person class what is that what does in-person class mean so most of the class nowadays are online right like you take it through a webcam um and then the teacher talking through like the webcam. Oh, it's like remote, so it's remote, okay. And then that NM squat was in person, so you literally have to go and show your shot, and then everybody discuss it, and so the size of the class are, we're like maybe six people, Um, and you work on your shot, and then they give you critique so, it's very personal, even though there are a couple people in class, but compared to online class, it was much more personal. And you can talk to the teacher face to face and i th- and I liked that a lot because I, I had been in animation mentor uh, through online, and I kind of missed the interaction,
0: the social interaction.
1: Yep, and then that was one of the reason I think that I can get more out of it at that
0: time. So you weren't going to a place and animating while you're there. You animated on your own time at home and then brought your shots in. And then it was like, what, an hour or two of like, Mm -hmm. not only getting feedback, but watching other people get feedback, I'm assuming. And then critiquing together as a group.
1: Yep, yep. That's, uh, I think a lot of people are familiar with how the workshop are like nowadays. It's very similar to that. Like the you, you show your shot every week and try to hit different, like, uh, progress, significant progress every week so the teacher can comment on it and you learn as much as you could with the limited time that they gave you. Um, and other people, you know, would input it um, and you always learn something through that.
0: That's awesome. I think that's a great way to like uh, communicate with people that you probably would never meet unless mm-hmm. you worked with them somewhere yep. and you can build relationships and further network yeah, as for well.
1: Sure,
0: for sure. That's awesome. All right. So we went to Anim squad. We got some more, some more skills under our belt and then let's see, you went to MPC. MPC mm-hmm. is a very known company. They do movies, commercials, and uh, I think maybe cinematics for like video games and stuff and trailers and stuff like that. So, Um, The other thing we didn't talk about is how you're doing a lot of traveling too, back and Mm -hmm. forth. Um, So this one's in Santa Monica. The other one you were at was at West Hollywood. Like, was there a lot of, the the freelance lifestyle, is there a lot of moving that you have to do um, to be where the jobs are? Or is there a lot of commuting that you do Mm -hmm. so you don't have to worry about picking up and leaving every time?
1: Uh, Yeah, freelancing, you have to drive a lot. And well, I didn't have to move because they're all kind of around the LA area. Um, but I think as I my career grew, I understand our industry is more uh, even moving around a lot more. Like right, kind of it's organic. Kind of like kinda. right now, mm-hmm. you know, I'm away from LA. I'm in San Diego, and if I want to go back to LA, then you know I have to maintain. Uh, the network and um, so those are all part of part of the career Um, but through that like I didn't I didn't understand at that time I feel like I'm just all still learning you know when there's a job that I'm like all right let me you know see how it goes and and take it and the driving everything the experience just kind of soaked in later that oh this is how the industry is like
0: Is there is there a passion there for the freelance because it's like a guaranteed you're on something different like nothing's ever going to be stale Mm -hmm. like um, I know being at certain places for X amount of years depending on what the products are if the products are always the same Mm -hmm. then you're like it's a little mundane and just doing the work you're still having some fun because of the team you're Mm -hmm. on and so on but um, I can see like how it can be like very exciting and enticing to every couple months something's different, and you're completing things or you're working on things that will be completed, like mm. so you can feel accomplished. Um, is there a lot there with doing freelance that you feel that um, promotes that for yourself or it brings that type of joy to for yourself?
1: I think now is, but when I started, it was it was not um something that I ch- chose to be it was just became that way um, and then I adapted it. Um, at first, it was scary because every time you go into a, a new studio felt like um, I think maybe when I was younger I was a little bit more insecure and every time I get a job, I felt like um, people at the studio or, uh, you know, kind of like testing me, right? Which they were. and That
0: happens everywhere. Right. It, it definitely happens to everyone, too. Right. You know?
1: But I feel like now, because I feel like I'm a little bit older and grew some wisdom, and I'm ready for that all the time, and I get more excited when I do that. But back then, when I was more junior, I'm a little more scared and felt like, oh, I'm driving in this new parking lot. All right, took a deep breath, and let's go in and see what it is. But... Um, but now I, I think I'm just, I'm just changing a lot. And so I'm more excited than scared.
0: That's awesome. That's pretty cool. So MPC, mm-hmm. how did that go? You were there for two months. This one's shorter than the other, yeah. uh, freelance positions. How did that go? Was that, um, vastly different? Uh, I think when you were at the place where you did, uh, In- Ingenuity Studios or Ingenuity Studios, uh, no, I'm probably <laughs> saying that wrong, um, you were saying you're doing a lot of commercials, a lot of car commercials. Yeah. Uh, what was different at NPC than your last position?
1: Um, it's similar. Uh, I think NPC had a little bit more animator there. Um, they at In in the previous studio, like it was more everybody do uh, a lot of things. But in NPC, I think it's a little bit more concentrated with like, okay, there's animator that just do animations and um, I can learn something through directly through another animator Um, the job wise is similar Um, still a small team and I was still very junior and just helping out with small things
0: that's cool awesome so excuse me let's go back I think after that you stayed you stayed away from school for some time and you went to fish eggs as a yes. freelance animator Yes. and so what was that about that one that was in venice los angeles yeah. um, so what was what enticed you to go there and then what were you working on there um
1: i was i think recommended by a friend that used to work there and told me that they were looking for a 3d animator so it felt like All these things to get a job is through people that I knew. So the person that recommended me there was when I met at the Famous Group. Oh, cool. And she was a motion graphic artist, and she worked there for a while. And then she told me that, oh, they are looking for a 3D animator. Would you be up for it? And I was like, yeah, let's try it. And then, yeah, and I like the people there too. So I just worked there for a while.
0: That's awesome. Now it says Match Game. Was this your first game or video game since you've been in the industry at this point
1: uh that was a pitch um for that was a pitch for i think a tv show okay match game oh okay okay with um i don't know if how it goes right now so i don't know how much i can say about right like if it's been picked up or if it's like
0: in holding somewhere yeah okay okay no that's fine that's fine it's like uh after that you went to psyop as a Mm -hmm. freelance animator and you're there for seven months this looks like um these these are commercials that you worked on so you were just kind of flexing a little bit on in this position like because you've already worked in commercials it looks like you've done more character work in this one um was the team size at this place you said before that um a lot of the teams are a little bit smaller uh you still felt that you're a little bit more junior when it comes to um this position did you feel like um, there was a lot more that you were able to do from what I'm seeing on the Cricket Wireless commercial. Like there's a lot of characters and there, there's a lot of things going on. How was that broken up? Did you, or were you able to have responsibility over particular shots on your own now or uh, just a specific character? Like how did that position go?
1: Hmm. Um, so I love working at PSYOP and when, I think I just put my reel together uh, right before that. Um, well, to mention, actually, there's a time that I, when I was taking anim squat, I took time off from uh, working in the industry and just built my reel. And after I built my reel, and I tried to apply everywhere again, and Sciop was the first place, kind of I went back to the industry. Um, so I felt like I actually have left the industry for mm. a little bit. And then style was the first job again after a while. So, and that felt, um, that felt really good because the team and everybody felt legit. <laughs> like it was like a bigger team and there's more responsibility and feel like you're in the real production um, than... Than just, I mean, I was still a junior, I would say, mm-hmm. um, but I felt like, okay, I kind of like stepping up to do more things.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. So mm-hmm. now this is where we have met. Yes. You went to Digital Domain um, and you worked on Voltron. Congratulations. Me <laughs> <You We>, too. <laughs> we, we were nominated <laughs> uh, for Emmy. Mm. So... Um, But yeah, so I kind of know how that went. I think you did a great job. But how did that go for you? How did did it go working a digital domain? Was it a lot different? Um, uh, This was like a game or an experience, uh, and it was in new media. Uh, We were working on uh, VR. So um, how was that experience? How did that go?
1: Mm. Uh, It's very different. Like I think my mind always from learning animation from... A long time ago, and I was like, oh, animation is toe polished, you know, like, to the every last second to make it as good as possible. Every acting choices and um, everything that you put in has to be really thought out. And I feel like when it comes to Voltron, there were not enough time to do a lot of things. Um, and the speed really did help me to animate a lot faster and looking things in a more bigger picture than polishing. Not a lot of time of polishing, I would say, but um, more like animating in layers and thinking in just poses and then just adding things uh, by layers. And doing in that way was a little bit more organic than um, pose to Mm pose.
0: That's cool. Yeah. I think that was a very unique project that we were on. Um, it was cool that we were able to build out the team mm-hmm. to be as many animators. Normally, you don't have that many animators, unless you're just at like a... I'm pretty pretty sure where you are now, you have a lot of animators oh, yeah. that are on the team. But in doing a project like this, even for VR, you usually don't have that many people to help out mm-hmm. um, and to work together. So how was it getting into the new medium of VR? Like... Was it was it something that you um, had an idea of doing or what was your take on what you wanted to do as animation or as an animator for what you went to school for? Like at this point, were you at the point in your career where you were like, all right, I'm doing what I want to do? Or did you still feel like, OK, there's still more. I feel like I still more that I want or want to do. You know what I mean? Does that make sense?
1: You mean if I have achieved what I wanted yeah, to Yeah,
0: because with going back to school and learning and continuing to learn, continuing to grow in that aspect and then applying it, mm-hmm. um, at this point where you already feeling like, okay, I'm doing what I've trained myself to do. Um, because the memories I have of uh, working on Voltron with you was like, you know, you're very, your speed improved a lot. You were really fast, but you knew what you were doing. Like your poise, your poses were solid Um, official animation was awesome. Like everything was like, was like good as far as you know. I'm concerned, right? So like, you're doing a great job, but I'm just asking like, because of uh, all the schooling and all the things that you've done, were you at the point where you were like, all right, I'm good. Like like you said before, you were a little more junior, but now you feel like you know I'm expected to prove myself. I'm expected to do all these things, and I'm ready for the challenge. Like at this point, were you feeling like, hmm? All right, yeah. I'm good. Let me just do what I know how to do.
1: I really appreciate the oppurt- opportunity, uh, you know, working on Voltron. Um, and I did feel like because now you're working on characters that are more well-known and they are the cartoon that I know. So I get excited, you know, when when I'm animating them. I did felt a little bit like, oh, you know, I finally made made a step. Um, but I still feel like I haven't made it to where I want to be. Yeah. Um, there, I think there's always going to be in me that I always felt like oh, this is not enough. Um, but I truly mean it, like that I don't feel like I'm where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did apply a lot of things that I've learned to the project but I think that's also why that I keep going back to school because I feel like sometimes like jobs are um in different style that um because of production you are forced to do things in a certain time then I feel like after a while I need to refresh my memory of other things that I felt more important um to kind of make sure that I'm I still got it (laughs)
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. I remember since we, I think we had like eight animators and uh, you were one of the people who high adaptability for um, making sure that your work looked like what the project needed. Mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of people in industry find it hard to animate alongside someone else and you gotta keep the style the same. Like, so you, I feel that you did a good job and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like it was one of those things where um, looking at the project It's different when you go from certain shots to certain shots, but I know that there was a lot of lead in because of the way the VR project was set up where we'll have three different people worked on each like little blip thing that shows up and it still all has to be in the same style, the same flavor of the the cartoon or the anime or whatever. So that's kind of challenging. Um, Did you have to uh, think about how to do that? Did that just come as second nature to you, like working along other animators and then going, okay, we're all working on similar shots. Our work needs to be consistent. Or is that something that um, you've actually done before in a previous position?
1: Uh, I think previous position, I didn't really have to do that much. Um, But at SIOP, I did have to obviously, uh, the commercial had already a style buildup that we had to follow. And the supervisor makes sure that I do that, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then um, here for the VR stuff, yeah, I think I think the style of the cartoon has has a own background already. It's been the characters been around, and so there's a lot of reference that like we can go back and look at. So those really helps too. Um, and once in a while, like we'll. I would check on other people's shot and see how it looks and make sure that I'm not too far off of uh, w- what the styles were.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool, let's go back to, I believe I saw that you went back to school one more time <laughs> in 2018. So you went back yeah. to Adam squad. So it looks like the first time you were in an expert class and the second time you took another expert class. When you went back this time, okay, what was going through your mind? Were you like, all right, I need to know X, I'm not getting that, Adam Squad is offering X, let me go there. Or what What went through your mind when you're like, I need to go back and take another class?
1: So, um, like, I think Anim Squad is a good school to learn something. Like, I think at that this point that when I go back to school, it's actually pretty recent. Um I already knew my strengths and weaknesses of what I'm lacking, what I'm good at, what I need to learn, and I think having that in mind, and I want to find a teacher that guide me through that. Um, so that's one of the reason, big reason that I go back to school. And with work, it's really hard to find time. And I think a lot of people have tried to work on their shot, and just because you know work life takes over part of it is because i want to force myself into in the school system so i can produce something and make sure myself is committed to that in a certain time Uh, yeah so i have no excuse of you know i pay money to do this Mm -hmm. so now i have to make it count right yeah
0: so when you when you go back to the class or you go back to take a class is it because of the structure the class offers to help you start and finish a shot as opposed to like uh i would say doing a weekend like weekend warrior type setup where you're like all right well i'm gonna take this character and animate this and then i'm gonna plan it out and do this and do this and animate it and then maybe i'll give myself a month to work on it is it because of the structure of what the class offers or is it um The accountability, like you're saying, I paid this money, now I need to do it. Like, what is that motivation there at this point, since you Mm -hmm. said it was fairly recent?
1: I think, well, first, I think I need to talk about my weaknesses. Okay. So, I think when I work on my shot, a lot of time, it's, I do a lot of things, and until, like, a certain point, I felt like something isn't working. Which, I shouldn't, I should have looked at it way before, and... And I think I try to, when I take a class, there is a, there is a teacher, a professional teacher, that told me that, you know, you're on the right track, you know, keep going. And I think that kind of makes me feel like I, I'm on the right track, so I won't be turning back, you know, halfway through. That was my understanding of my mistake that I often, that I spend way too much time in the beginning, and then I had to go back. Um, but because I've done so much of that that I know that I, I put a lot of thinking to start a shot now way more than you know before because I wasted a lot of time that's part of it
0: yeah so self critiquing it would be I would say it would be a big thing that you're learning or you're applying to your work now uh
1: self critiquing yeah I think more thought out of what your goal of your shot is and is is what you're doing really convey the message or is it making it more blurry like as Mm. it go along or are you putting too much because sometimes things actually animation i think it's always clarity and very simple like idea starts with very simple and you can make it very complicated but to communicate with you know by Mm. images i think it actually better to make it more simple. So I th- I always make it way too complicated. And so now I think because of all my mistake and my experience, I try to keep everything pretty simple and to start that and making sure that I'm still doing that when I'm on my shot. But I learned all that also through Adam Squat too.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that's good. I mean it's That's definitely where like the wisdom and everything comes in as far as like applying it to your work and like kissing it keeping everything simple i forgot what the thing is but uh but yeah no that's that i think that's very important um so do you think you're gonna go back to school again in the future like it seems like it's um it seems like it's something that helps keep you grounded like from how I'm seeing it and what I'm hearing about now. Cause there's still things I'm learning about you now that I mm-hmm. didn't know. Um, but it sounds like as an observer, like it's, it's something that's keeping you, um, aware of working on what you feel a weakness is or just enforcing or reinforcing what a strength is, which is just gonna, even if you feel like you're not where you want to be, like it's, at some point, you're going to be taking a class. Next thing you know, you might even be teaching classes, but you're going to be taking a class and you're going to be like, oh, man, something's going to click. And then you're going to have more opportunities to apply it. And then, you know, it's just everything is going to be like, oh, my God, like those those moments, those aha moments, I feel come and go mm-hmm. like you can get an opportunity and you will be like, man, I'm here this is good. My life is going to be different. And then, you know, months in you're like, Oh my God, what is going on in the (laughs) studio? Like, you know, so, you know, when you have the observation looking from the outside at a studio and you're like, Oh man, this would be a great place to be. And then when you get there, it's not always what you think it is, you know? Um, But I do, I do applaud you because it is very difficult to go back to class. A lot of people don't recognize what their weaknesses may be or things they may just want to work on. If you don't want to call it a weakness, um, because what I know is that you're a very strong animator. Mm-hmm. So, I look at this as like, man, what is okay? What are they learning? What are they teaching at the <laughs> school right now that that she's going to learn? And I just so, told you, no, <laughs> no, no, I know. But when I when I when I see your updates and stuff on um, LinkedIn and stuff like that, and I'm like, what? She took another class. Like, what, mm-hmm. what, what? What class is this? You know. So, but it's pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool that that you do that. Um, a lot of people don't do that. Um, and a lot of people, like you said, it is difficult to find the time to do it, and then to even pay to do it, type oh, yeah. of thing. That's what makes it more difficult. Um, so after Digital Domain, you went back to sign up. Mm. So uh, you were able to keep open communication there. Like, how did that come about? Was it a recommendation again, or at this point were you like,
1: what's
0: up guys, you guys, I'm open, for. I'm available for something, or how did that go? How did that come about? Mm.
1: Time to remember because there is I think in this freelance industry there's a lot of emails going back and forth um, it could be it could be I don't remember exactly but I often send out emails you know when I'm available oh uh, okay and uh, sometimes I get lucky it's not always uh, sometimes they need people just in time that I need you know like I need a job and I think um, I think it's because like I have been keeping in touch of um, with the people that I know, and especially with the opportunity I had before, like I'm not gonna like let that go. Yeah. Um, so timing-wise, you know, it matched up when the digital domain work finished, then I can jump onto something um, again. It's all through just connection and communication through
0: emails that's awesome yeah you're it sounds like your your network game is up to <laughs> beyond <No>. 10 <laughs> um and that's good And i think that says a lot about you uh as a person as well because um you don't burn bridges that's mm-hmm. the one thing you, i've learned like throughout talking to you so far is like i've yet to hear and you know this channel is not about negativity or nothing like that but i've yet to hear you say that if something didn't go well at a place that you just couldn't go back Um, Or you didn't want to go back if you if you had that opportunity. So that's pretty cool a lot of people do burn bridges a lot of people do things um, Where they would Either leave the impression upon someone where they're like, oh, I wouldn't want to work with this person again type of thing So so I think that's pretty awesome. And it's pretty important um, If you're a person that is, you know going along freelance and doing freelance work Um, so after this you also went to imaginary forces uh, and you were working on it says a uh, Lego Star Wars commercial.
1: Yeah, I think this job they found me, um, and they hit me up, and they said they need an animator, and I was like, yeah, let's why not? <laughs> so
0: um you're like i like legos
1: <laughs> i mean i've heard of the studio a lot, oh, okay and i was also i, th- I think i didn't yeah I, th- I knew the project i also like lego <laughs> and then i was like you know I, I heard of the studio why not like let's try it and the project style was very different because i think sometimes when you bounce from places to places they have just very different uh working style sometimes the, anim- uh, the studio is very animation savvy like you know, PSYOP, it's a very dedicated team and sometimes like in manager forces, they just need one animator to help them out. And so to like
0: finalize a project or a show or something.
1: Yep. So it's like, you know, animation is all like what you, what you create and what kind of like a one man person to do animation job where like, um, you know, sometimes when there's a team, you need to be more, uh, communicative with, uh, the style and, like, sometimes different people work on different character in one shot, you know, then the, the style has to be matching and the schedule has to be matching and, you know, we have dailies and everything, but it's very organic in IF and I also like it because I feel like there's a lot of freedom to create. Um, it's just different. Like I I like the difference of different studio, and I think as I said, I learned that as it goes. But in the beginning, it wasn't. I didn't know that it would happen that way.
0: Yeah. Cool. Let's see. You next went to Jib Jab Bros. I know Jib Jab made a huge splash on the net when they started to do uh, a certain type of video that that has never really been done at that point yet. Mm-hmm. So how did you come about uh, working at Jibjet Bros?
1: I think uh, a friend of mine recommended me that job. Uh, he couldn't take it and then he asked me, hey, if you if you were up for it. Oh, that's cool. And then I applied for it and then um, I had to do a test for it and then got lucky and then I got the job.
0: Was that still like a 3D animation or was this uh-huh. a different animation medium?
1: Yep, it was a three D animation. I think that's mostly mostly is my focus. Oh, hi. So most of my jobs are three D animation. Okay,
0: oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, Netflix Storybots. Mm. Is there anything you say about that or?
1: It's a oh yeah, it's out. So okay, uh, it's a TV series for kids. Oh nice. Um, I really like the creativity in that studio. Uh, they have, they have like. A lot of different team for like 2d and like uh motion graphic everybody's super talented over there uh and the 3d team is like animation team is pretty small but then they're all very good um they're all very talented so when all the creativity comes in it's just like it just has a lot of room to grow i think it's i think the the owner of the studio, let everybody have a lot of input and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of freedom there um, to to grow your talent. Um, I think, and a lot of young people in that studio too. I think it's a very good working environment.
0: That's awesome. Now, did you work on the pilot for this or did you work on one of the episodes or?
1: I worked on season two. Season two? Yeah. Nice.
0: That's awesome. Um is that something that uh, do you have a desire to work mostly in video games or more commercial animated show type stuff? Like what are you, what is some of your um your vision of what you want your ideal work mm-hmm. environment or projects to be?
1: Mm i'm still working towards what i want (laughs) yeah
0: yeah i think every i think everyone is working in some capacity towards what they want like for the joy factor um but i know you have worked on games you have worked on commercial you have worked on advertising type stuff like that's a huge spectrum of things so is there any one of those that you want to go towards or are you kind of are you happy with like hey i'm glad that i have experience and the ability to be organic throughout Mm. the industry, animation industry, where you can just, you can choose to take whatever opportunity comes your way if you want. Mm -hmm. Is that more of where the happiness lies, you know?
1: Um, I want to work on cinematic stuff because I think cinematic stuff has most, uh, more character development and it puts more meaning to the character.
0: More storytelling is involved with that as well.
1: Um and I enjoy I think that's one of the reasons that I become an animator because I like the story of uh the character, and it gives people reasons to think about things when they watch it so whatever um whatever the project is, like if the character is well developed and has a lot of backgrounds, I enjoy it and sometimes. It's just the people that, you know, like you work with and I really enjoy you know working with them. That that kind of sets like I don't some th- at that moment, I don't really care like what the project is about. It's just about learning from those people that I like to work with.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I've seen some articles recently on LinkedIn about um, if you build the right team. Your project will be fine, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like so, I think that's that is kind of interesting. Where if you have a team of negative people or people who don't don't get along, that's definitely going to affect the project. So yeah. that's good to hear that that uh, that also has been a deciding force in like some of the decisions and stuff. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So jib jab bros to Buck. So Buck, what I know of Buck was that animated rabbit movie that they made, right? That's the studio that made that, correct? It was with Blender, and or with the mm. Blender uh, sure. 3D program?
1: I'm not sure, because Buck has a different uh, location. Ah, okay, okay. I'm in the LA location.
0: Okay, so in each location, maybe working on a different yeah. project. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So how was how that experience for you uh, working at Buck? I see, I think this one is the one where you were there for a month. I think this is the one where, um, this is the least amount of time you spent at actual studio, I believe, for one mm-hmm. month here. What was that like? Like, um, because you mentioned uh, going into a studio or into a project and having to prove yourself, and uh, w- were you there to fill in for something or someone, or like? Because I think we both have an understanding of like how much can get done in a month or what you can actually do in a month. So, how was this? Uh, how was it working at Buck? And then, like, what was some of the things that you had to work on?
1: I think that was for. A Facebook project and um, it was it was uh, it was just a short project it was still a good project um, I think I feel lucky that I always meet good people and and I enjoy that like I so at Buck like I like working there also I think everybody um, I hope they like me. <laughs> 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 I, I like them, and I like the working style that they they had, and everybody was very welcoming, even though I didn't know who they were at that time. Everybody said hi to me and,
0: and you're still using Maya there as yeah. Pr- okay, yeah, and
1: um, yeah, like it was also a similar type of project, kind of like commercial, um I felt like the style is very the working style is very similar to most uh, other commercial studio, which at that time I'm already familiar with. Mm. Um, so it wasn't something that um, too new for me at that time.
0: Awesome. Uh, you went back to up again. Yes. Mm. So What was it this time that drew you to sign up to work uh, as a freelance animator? When was this year? This one, (laughs) (laughs) you're like, uh, (laughs) there's so many jobs. (laughs) This one was uh, October 2018.
1: I think that was for a VR project. It's
0: for VR project again.
1: Um, It was for a Christmas project that Mm -hmm. they did. Um, I think it was really meaningful. I think it was for kids in the hospital.
0: Ah, okay, okay, okay. So people who probably didn't have all the access to other games and experiences. Or
1: didn't couldn't even leave the hospital. Right. And, like, for them to wear, like, a VR headset and to um, enjoy Christmas. And, yeah, I think that project was... I was like, okay, I work on VR, you know, like, that's cool. You know, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> was this cool.
0: animated as well, or was this live action with, like, footage um, and stuff? And
1: It's cartoony, like, animation. Okay. Yeah, so it was... It was, you know, has a little bit similarity of the VR Voltron stuff because mm-hmm. it's also a VR game. Yeah, it's interactive, not really a game, but
0: with the with the VR projects that you've been able to work on after uh, what we worked on in Digital Domain, were you able to do more of the technical behind the scenes stuff, or um, like learn a little bit more about that process, or on the projects did they already have someone dedicated to doing? Like, either the programming or setup design work, and then you focus only on animation?
1: Yeah, I, I am only doing mostly animation. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, technical side of things, usually it's not what I
0: touched. Yeah. Do you, not, you don't have really a desire to do, like, more of the technical animation side of things or technical setup of things?
1: Uh, yeah, I like the creative side way oh, okay.
0: more. Oh, okay. No, that makes sense. I mean, it's different once <laughs> you start putting on another hat. <laughs> uh, ignition. Uh, you said you did uh, a logo for Quadruped Animation. I think, I think one of the things I want to ask is uh, when it comes to freelance animation, you know that it seems like that's just a whole nother job category uh, where you don't have like a manager finding work for you. It's like you're doing this by yourself, um, and then from what I'm seeing, you have like one month, two month, three month, four month, seven month eight month. Um, When it comes to planning out everything, you have another layer of complexity on top of it because you have to make sure that you have work after the current work is done. How do you plan for all that? Do Do you have like a calendar set up where you're looking at like, okay, I have this job. Let me see if I can get something else for next. And then you may have like six months out already knowing what you're going to do or already have given a heads up to certain places of what you want to do. I think it's important for people watching if they go this route, because I think with the the future of, uh, gaming and working remote and being really your own boss, I think this kind of gives you a sense of like, you are your own boss. You get to choose what it is you do, where you do it. And, um, It sounds like you have a you may have a lot of the freedoms of working at home or working off site somewhere else and just kind of phoning in like, here's my shots, here's my files, here's what you've asked for. For the people that uh, are looking to do that and looking to get into that, um, because you have such a wealth of experience of maintaining and staying uh, relevant outside of networking, like what are some of the things people should uh, do or know or try to follow to make sure that, they can be as successful as as you have been with being a freelance animator?
1: Um, I think it depends on what each person's goal is. Um, Freelance is, seems to be very flexible, but in LA, I think you still have to go to the studio. It's not always, most of the time, you're not working from home, you have to be there, Mm -hmm. which I enjoy more, Um, but I think we I don't have anything planned out 6 months from now. I don't know what, what's going to happen. And part of it is because commercial industry it's very they know what they get very in a short time and then they'll need you the next week or two weeks, you know. And when they when they need you, it could be a short time, it could be a month, two months like things are a little bit hard to plan out for the commercial industry. So um, so the freelance uh, world, it's not easy, I would say. And I do like it when I get a longer job, um, like right now. So, but I also, I think there's good and bad, as I'm saying, like the freelance job type of style gives you opportunity to meet different people. And I do enjoy that a lot. I think I'm a kind of a people person. And I like to work with different style of like, oh, this this studio works this way and I have this kind of freedom or this studio needs uh, this structure that I need to follow. And they're all wisdom and experience, it's good to know. Um, but with like more time on work on a project more than, you know, like m- a month or two, that's considered long for me <laughs> mm-hmm. and I can learn more, like, of even more of their production and more of who I'm working with. And because sometimes, you know, like, I feel like I come and go, like, from a studio, that I don't get to know that person as well. And I do enjoy actually knowing a little bit more of the project and the style of the company. Um, so I wish that I have something planned out throughout the whole six months but i don't and i feel like it could be something that i'm you know need to work on
0: <laughs> no it was just a general question because i know it's as an observer looking into that um for me personally uh i have done some freelance work but i have not had freelance work as like my sole drive of like this is what i'm doing mm-hmm. and so like um i just i just know with the the newer generation, I think that's going to be something that people are going to be more open to, mm. um, if I'm if I'm to put on like my future thinking cap, mm-hmm. because I think a lot of people enjoy spending their time doing what they want to do, yeah. and so I think that kind of brings me to the next question of like, and I know we're not done uh, with everything, but my next question, uh, since we're on freelances, um, how does that go with negotiations? Like how how do you position yourself? to do make or um be fulfilled when it comes to the negotiation side of things like when you're going to a place for like a month you know it takes sometimes a week to get paperwork done you know so there's there's one week you got three weeks left to work or is it like you're signing something and you just start working day one and then you know you just come to terms with whatever uh payment royalty or whatever it is and then you're like boom here's your check either during or at the end, does freelance work where you get paid after the job is done in most cases? Or is it, you know, you get put on like um, uh, a two-week plan so you're like bi-weekly like a lot of other places? Or like, how does that work? Because I know that's another complicated part of making sure that you can still live your life Mm. and you can still do the things you need to do. Like, how does that all work as well? And you know, what is some light you can shed on that for people?
1: Uh, Different company has their different pay system. Uh, as an employee like we just follow of what they their pay system is and yeah. luckily I don't have any you know like back pay mm-hmm. from other projects I think every job that I have been it's uh, pretty consistent and being paid on time mm-hmm. um, terms usually are presented to you either the day the first day or before the project, they will send you email and let you look at it and have everything signed the first day when you come in. Um, usually it's that uh, fashion. Um, so
0: is it like a, an invoice you're supplying them of like the work to be completed or something, and then you just come to terms on yep, usually when pay happens? and.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> usually it would have something... Like the project is n d a you shouldn't talk about it, and how long's the project, and you agree to the term that you' already been talking about like in through the email, and then they you know uh present that to you in paper form, and then you bring your i d and stuff to the studio and then they make everything in a legit documents and you sign it and you know commit it to the project until the end.
0: That's awesome, that's pretty cool um. Let's look at the Just Cause 4. Okay. Animation. Now you're back on... uh, And Just Cause is more uh, uh, realistic style Mm -hmm. of animation, right? Um, House of Moves is where you went to. House of Moves is a pretty popular place. Um, You're there for nine months, almost a year. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, That's good. That's good. Uh, Just Cause 4, for me, looks like one of the projects. It's, It's similar to GTA, but I think because it's on... Uh, PC or they allow a version to be on PC people like customize it like crazy so i think that's where they get a lot of their following from for that project um because people are allowed to recreate and do what they want to do or what they feel is fun so on this um you uh got your hands back into motion capture cleanup and animation how's that how did that work for the just cause project that you're on uh
1: so this job i apply for it okay um, because i feel like um, you were ready to be like
0: I want to do this right now. (laughs) I
1: I feel like I want to broaden my skill set a little bit. Okay. Because I was doing uh, keyframe animation and every, a lot of people around me were talking about motion capture stuff. And I felt like, oh, if I wanted to get more jobs and know more about the industry, I cannot avoid (laughs) doing this, you know? And so I, I apply for the job and want to learn, you know, and I think, their description at that time was, like, uh, you don't need to know, you know, too much about mocap. And was, I was it, like, like, we'll
0: teach you on site or something like that as long as you can animate? I don't
1: remember if they said it over there, but they just said it preferred that, you know, but, like, mm. you know, something like in that sense. And I was, like, oh, then maybe I can try, you know, and, and I'm really ready for, to to learn because I was, like, if they don't require me, then that's the perfect moment that I, you know, just tell them i don't know
0: right because they don't they're not coming into it with the expectation of like okay you're just gonna like breeze through all this work or what have you like they're more important they seem like they were more uh not concerned that's the wrong word it seemed like they were more looking for someone who could animate someone who knew what they were doing and that you know this could be something you could pick up fairly easily type of thing it seems like
1: because sometimes people tell me that, oh, you just tell people that you know something, and when you get in, you just figure it out. And I'm like, I don't think I'm that person that I can figure it out.
0: <laughs> That's funny.
1: And I'm like, okay, I just tell them I don't know. <laughs> and then um, I think it makes me more comfortable that they know where I'm at. Like, I'm honest of where I'm at, and I don't ask for more of what I'm worth. You know, I'm like, okay, this is what I know. This is where I'm at. Like, okay, what do you need me to do? I'm ready to progress and um so that's my mentality of being there and i was like okay teach me and it was very good to learn a lot of things from there and um everybody was super um <coughs> super uh happy to teach me uh they use motion builder there. oh nice Do, have you, are you
0: learning motion builder as well i did learn Motion. Ooh, builder, that's nice
1: and i did i mean also on on the side they used maya and uh, I'm still better in Maya. <laughs> but in Motion Builder, I get a hands-on doing things, and that was new to me, and that was the whole reason that I was there. I wanted to learn something new.
0: That's awesome. Motion Builder is also good for bridging. Like, do you want to talk about, what is? what do you use Motion Builder for? Or what is it used for at where you're using it right now?
1: Compared to right now?
0: No, to Maya. So like, what I was gonna say was like uh, my experience with Motion Builder is that Motion Builder is good to bridge shots together and bridge motion caption data, motion capture data together. Um, is that how you guys using it? I was just, I was just trying to ask like um, what are what aspect of it are you learning um, with how you're using it personally for the project, and then how is the studio kind of using it for the the project? Mm. For when you were working on the just cause. Because you're saying like it was motion builder. Yeah, so yeah. that.
1: Uh <clears throat> we mainly fix the body stuff, like body motion capture mm. on the motion builder, and then you we fixed the face animation in Maya. Mm, okay. Um, so and it's I think things can be I don't know, but like I think things can be done in both ways. It's I agree.
0: <laughs> I agree. Cause uh currently I am not using Motion Builder on my project, but there's another project that does use Motion Builder in their pipeline. Mm. Um, but I totally agree with what yeah. you're saying.
1: There, I think there are things that uh, are good in either one of them, and it's maybe it's a preference thing. Um, and it's faster that they do things already set up that way. Maybe I cannot speak for that, but uh, but yeah, like I just I think sometimes I'm not familiar with things, and it they give me the opportunity to to know that more and and that's why I I like it there too.
0: That's awesome. Um since you're learning more about motion capture, what are you on the stage at these more recent places to help either witness or drive the performances so you know like this is what I'm going to be working on to clean up or implementing? Oh. Um is that opportunity come about or at all or Um or did they have a stage, their own stage? Because I think House of Moves is like heavily into motion capture stuff. Like, they did have their stage. So were you able to go and experience that and see like, oh, I see how this translates over to, hey, tell that guy to move his foot more or pick up his knees more because I'm either going to have to add that if he doesn't do it already.
1: Mm-hmm. <coughs> I haven't had the chance to do that yet. Um, but I was allowed to be like, you know, like kind of see it before and after. And then we'll like meet the actor and actress uh, with the mocap suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't on stage helping. Uh, I think also because like the projects happens very fast. Right. So when we sit down, we just like do our job. Um, but yeah, when I get an opportunity, like I wish to learn a little bit more about that side of things.
0: Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely something to experience. Because um, on the stage, you'll have a bunch of technicians, and it's like a huge production. Mm. Um, And then those technicians are making sure everything's functioning and running well. Then you got a whole other group of people who's monitoring the mocap data as it's coming in. Mm. And is it working with the stage, like the V-cam? Do you work with any V-cam footage or anything? Yeah. It's a lot (laughs) of stuff going on. It's a lot of wheels turning. And then after everything's said and done... Things will get processed from my experience. Things will get processed and then you'll get your uh, BDH data or your FBX data, and then it's just mm-hmm. it's in Maya for you, ready for you to do what you gotta do, you know? Yeah. Um, so now you you now are getting experience. You are a remote animator. Mm-hmm. Would you worked from home on this one or this one, yes. okay. So Brazen Animation, how was it at Brazen? What were some of the things um that you liked or didn't like now that you are remote versus going in because you already explained to us and everyone watching that you enjoy the communication and going to talk to people and just being present. Mm-hmm. So what was the, the, the contrast of that for you? And you know, yeah. is that something that since you had this as an opportunity, is this something that you would approach more or not?
1: Um, I mean, I really enjoy working with them. And since they're in Texas, then i cannot be there and i wish that i could
0: did you ever travel to texas did they ever bring you out to go like we need you to meet some people you're gonna work with face to face and then you know you do the rest remote or
1: no we just meet everybody through online um and i i just enjoy working with them a lot so i think that's why i don't really care if uh, i was remote at all like i just love the opportunity to to work with them Um, but if I can choose, I do want to work next to sit next to them and just like, you know, what can I learn from you? You know? Yeah.
0: That's awesome. What were some of the, were were you still doing mocap animation here? Were you, Mm. um, doing commercial work? Like what, what is, what was brazen all about at that time? Uh,
1: we were doing some game cinematic stuff and, um, it was also a short project and, we were not doing mocap. We we're doing keyframe animation in Maya, um, and it was uh, it was very hands on. That like our communication has to be very clear because since we're in a different time zone, and um, so like knowing when you to like submit your stuff and they will get their stuff on time. And when they say five, it's not your five; it's their five. And those things, I think it's the first thing that I make sure they uh, our communication is clear. Um, and where I put my files online and they can get it. And when they deliver me stuff, I need to af- confirm that I got it, not just like, yeah, yeah, you know, like everything just has to be super clear. That was my first goal when I worked remote because I think when you're not there, you're easily being forgotten. That,
0: or um, that's how it feels. Uh,
1: yeah, like, I mean, I'm, I don't mean that they think you're less important, but it's just more like they have other things to take care of. And then they, I would assume that they hope that the last thing is, like, to manage, like, when you hand in your work. Um, so to me, that was a responsibility that I should just take on right away. Once uh, when, when they give me work, I'm like, okay, you know, I need to be on top of it way more than, you know, because sometimes... When you're in the studio, like, I think you know, you hear, like, oh, like, the meeting change and all that stuff, then you already get the news, you know, of what the structure and the schedule or the timing of, or you know, what's happening. But, like, while you're, like, out of mind, out of sight kind of of situation, like, I think the communication has to be even more uh, clear with the team. So, and I think that's also um, a good experience for me of how to manage that, yep.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, being remote, do you feel like, do you feel like that is something that you would entertain in the future, like doing remote work? And then I guess looking at doing remote work, cause uh, I've done some things that, that have been remote but I I enjoy just being able to, I don't mind being in solitude and like Mm -hmm. being like, okay, I'm just gonna do this. Um, What are some of the the takeaways that you feel, cause you said you went back into doing uh, hand keyed animation stuff. So how was the feedback given? How was, if you're not there and you do have feedback, Mm -hmm. like did they just give you like a text feedback of like at the minute or on the frame of what, is happening this is what we want or this is what we like or whatever or did they do like draw overs like how was feedback given to you um with being a remote animator on this project mm. versus the face time you get when you're at on site and you're like oh, okay i got it and you can go right back into work yeah was there a lot of um did you experience a lot of like either confusion or a lot of you had to ask questions more um uh, because you're like if you don't meet on video or to talk about it and you only have your feedback because of what you're saying, they may have a lot of things they got to take care of. And you kind of feel like Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of here on my Island. How was that experience? Uh,
1: If I do have any confusion, I would make sure that I asked so I don't go to a different direction and waste time. Um, Because I think every minute counts. When I'm spending time on things that I wasn't sure, then it's not time well spent. Unless you're, you're like somewhat sure about the direction, then, you know, you think you have a room to explore it, then maybe I would try that direction. But especially the first time, if I work with a company that I, if I'm not sure, then I think I'll make that clear before I start. Like I don't think I would be afraid to say that I am not sure, uh, because it would it would be even worse at the end knowing that at the end they tell you no this is exactly wrong and so but that wasn't the case with them like i think our communication was pretty clear and i got a lot of draw over and drawing over is way more clear to me it's a visual communication than words Um, there's some you know notes that are just words but i think the communication was very clear that I didn't run into any problem thinking that, you know, I'm on an island. I'm helpless that I don't know, like, the direction wasn't clear. None of that was happening to this project.
0: Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, I just want to ask, because I know sometimes coming from mocap and then going back into hand keyed, like, there's, like, this kind of phase of, like, Mm -hmm. oh, man, uh my approach is different. How I start is different. And like, it's almost like, you know, riding a bicycle, like the first time you start laying out some keys and doing your master poses, you're like, I don't like this. Uh, but it's, it's not, I would say it's not that you don't like it. It's more like you just came from doing mocap. Mocap is a different process than doing something from scratch, you know? So that's, that's one of the things I was like, kind of asking about as well because, um, I know that's a different, it's a different, me- it's almost like a different medium like when you're working with mocap because you know, in mocap there's all this, I don't know if anyone can see it. There's all there's all this Jerry. that you get. It gives it that believability of like, there's life happening, it's there. It's not just <laughs> and then you're like, you know, like how pose to poses, which is fine because you're still storytelling but there's a lot there that you have to maintain and keep. And then if you're doing animation that's supposed to be lifelike by hand you still need to add like that type of feeling you can't just put a noise filter on everything at the end and go oh there it is <laughs> um so there's there's a lot of keys there it's a lot of work so that was one of the things i was trying to just think of if that was if there was any and maybe complications is the wrong word but if there was any like um ideas to workflow once you got back into doing hand-keyed stuff as opposed to coming from mm-hmm. doing like your work with mocap
1: i think even till when i worked even till now, I'm more familiar with uh, hand key than mm. mocap because I've been more explored to that and through my experience. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I felt like it actually it's the other way around that at that time when I'm working with braids and I feel like oh I'm much more comfortable doing keyframe. Okay. Um, the mocap side of things is something that I am still trying to explore more and and which i have the opportunity right now to do so um
0: how are you how are you going other than working with the people that you work with day to day how are you going about um elevating your mocap skills
1: say that again i'm sorry
0: other other than working with the people you work with day to day and learning from them and and mm-hmm. so on how how else are you elevating your mocap skills since you're saying like um you're still working towards your process and how to you know work with that
1: well um i'm talking about the job that i have right now oh okay yeah
0: yeah no no i'm not talking about brazen either no i was talking about uh where we are yeah um i didn't say playstation i didn't say (laughs) playstation or anything like that we didn't move we didn't move this up higher i didn't know that brazen that brazen was after where you are now but yeah my question is for like where you are now so like you know, cause you're saying like you're still even now learning more about mocap, how to process it, how to animate mm-hmm. around it to get the performance you want. Yeah. So why, my question is um, other than working with the people day to day, that you can be like, oh, that's how you do that, that's how you do that. Are there other means, are there other means that you're going about to elevate how you clean up mocap and how you process the mocap data? that's what i was asking not not
1: really outside of the job no i i learned a lot through the job like the job right now that i have for mocap was very very like motion capture heavy and i learned so much wait wait
0: motion capture heavy what does that mean you mean that there's certain actions that need to be retained in the in the capture that you need to work around or what do you mean Uh, i'm saying
1: that's like Right now, the project itself is just motion capture. Oh, okay. So um, all I learn, and mostly it's the technical side of things of cleaning up and like how to make things very efficient uh, to animate on top of it, clean that up, um, and add create things on top of it. Uh, not really outside of the job at the moment. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. Okay. What are some of the things that um you would uh inform people looking to either go into being a freelance artist or are probably already a freelance artist? What are some of the things that they should keep in mind or be doing to ensure that, you know, they can maintain and and continue to do what they love, which is animating? Hmm. Mm. Uh
1: again, I think it's what what's the goal? Of why are you doing this? Um, it's freelance, your choice. I don't think freelance is easy at all, and um, the goal, if it's to doing, which was mine, still mine. Like I just want to improve my animation skill all the time, and and I and that's why I keep taking the classes, uh, and the flexibility of. Uh, The freelance style can give you that, I think, and but if your goal is to um, be at a place and promote to a certain level of an artist, I think sticking to a company would be a better way to go, in my opinion. Um, And I think I don't know. Like sometimes I think people like the flexibility of the freelance. Uh, industry because it gives you time off and the time that you choose your schedule. Um, So I think it's depend on different person of what you like more. I think if I ask another person, they would prefer a full-time job more because of the security.
0: Sometimes that's more secure. Sometimes that's not. um, Mm. But yeah, and I totally understand what you're saying.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah i think freelance um what is one thing that i've learned the most is like because it's kind of managing your business um have to know what they're looking for and what you can provide for them it's just a business right and to not like i mean to know how much you're worth and
0: like how much your time is worth to, for the project?
1: Yeah, and know what your skill set are at and what you're capable and not capable of and what you're going into. Um, and don't be afraid to ask uh, things that you might not be clear about, even the terms. Um, I mean, it's your right to know those things. Um, and I think how you present yourself, it's very important. I think eventually uh, it takes me a while to, you know, to, to manage so-called business. Like, uh, of like, you know, eventually like I'm replying email and like receiving them when I get jobs that sometimes I'm like, Oh, I'm managing, you know, my business. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a good thing to know, to learn. But, um, yeah, like I think just the way you present yourself of how you, how professional you want to be, those are some important things to keep in mind, and I think sometimes um when a studio like asks for something that you know that maybe you don't know and you're willing to try, like um, it's okay to say it and just be honest. I think that would be the one thing that I felt like it should be always um keep in mind.
0: I like that you said, or I like how you look at it as, like, you're promoting your business, and, um, what I wanted to ask about that is, like, do you ever, like, promote and market yourself as far as, like, going into, like, the, um, Seagraphs or GDCs or anything like that? Because you are your manager at that point, so do you ever find or do you think it's beneficial to promote yourself and those venues to look for more work, or, um... Cause I know, I know from talking with you right now, like your background is more of uh, the networking side of things with people you've met and you've talked to, mm-hmm. you've gotten a lot of um, people to uh, refer you to positions and you've gone out on your own a few times to like, be like Hey, I want to work here. Or, I want to do this right now. Um, when it comes to those trade shows and stuff like that, have you considered or do you already do that and go to the, tra- as many trade shows as possible to like promote yourself and, really put yourself out there like oh like as if you're your manager and you're like but i am the. P- i'm moving from the mic i'm sorry <laughs> you're like i am the person even though you're talking to maybe someone at another company and it's almost like you're promoting yourself you're talking about yourself and you're like oh well i am that person you know yeah. is that does that cross your mind at all or do you do that currently or is that something that would be beneficial or or not
1: mm, i don't think those things I, I i have done a lot of those st- before mm-hmm. uh, going to a lot of ctns and um
0: what is ctn for people that don't
1: know uh creative talent network mm-hmm. uh it's like i think it's coming up in november uh every year for animators and artists there is a lot of talks um and artists selling their artworks uh mainly focused on animation mm-hmm and I used to go to there a lot to show my work and ask for opinion. I think a lot of people do. And I think I do that a little bit less now instead of focusing on my skill. like I spend more time on putting things. I try to like animate more things that, that I'm interested in and put it online so people can see it. And I feel like everybody is looking at their screen nowadays that what you put up there, it's part of the promoting. You yes, know? that's and true. Showing up, it's important, you know. And I think I do a little bit less, though, uh, just because of time. And I feel like I live so far away from L.A. and a lot of things I missed out. So I kind of try to focus on the online stuff at the moment. Um, But I always encourage to show your work, though, because if you hear opinion twice or three times, then something to think about if those are, you know, valid. But if I think sometimes when someone gives feedback that you hear one time, maybe a personal opinion. And if you hear it twice or more, then maybe like, oh, maybe it's something that I should work on. Yeah.
0: That's good advice. I like that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's cool. So... We are already back to, you know, where you are currently. We've already talked about it. We've already talked about um, a lot of things with freelance. Is there anything that you want to say or leave um, for the viewers uh, that are watching this about, about freelance opportunities or just anything in general?
1: I think freelance wife, you know more than animation, it's easier. Like, like me, I only know animation, which makes it a little bit harder. And if you know rigging and other stuff that you can help out with the project, it's a lot more beneficial. Um, people will tend to hire you more because you're you worth more. Um, and But I also hear the other side that I know when someone know uh, compositing, for example, and they want to be an animator, and they can do both, but they since they know compositing, they'll just get jobs more on that side. So it's again. I think it go back to what's your focus and what the time at that moment that do you want to make the money or do you want to get a better project? And I always think knowing better, it's more beneficial to an artist, which I wish I can know more. Um, but I I just come always come back to animation of like oh this is my passion. I want to spend time on that. But if I have you know when I go back to college like trace back you know that time if i knew that i had to take more classes in other category um i would try to branch out myself a little bit better and um, have more skill under my belt so when i promote myself i just know a little bit more um yeah and i think that is one thing about freelancing
0: yeah that's awesome well I thank you for taking the time. I think this has been awesome. You shared a lot of great gems on like freelance animation in your background. Um, I think a lot of people are going to view this as a wealth of information um, dealing with either where they want to go with freelance animation or if they're already in freelance things to keep in mind. So I appreciate it. Thank
1: you very much. Of course. I hope it helps. Thank you guys for
0: watching. I hope you learned something new. We'll see you again next time. Thanks. Bye.